0: Life Audio.
1: This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations.
0: We want families to come here and gain insightful strategies that empower them to successfully teach diverse learners at home.
1: Hosted by founder and CEO of Sped Homeschool, Peggy Ployer.
0: Our goal is that these powerful weekly conversations will boost your confidence to cultivate the best at-home learning environment for your student.
1: For more homeschool resources, go to spedhomeschool.com. You're listening to Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. We'll start the conversation with Peggy and her guests next. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool, a nonprofit that empowers families to home-educate diverse learners. To learn more, visit spedhomeschool.com. Here's Peggy Ployer.
0: Today, we are going to talk about practical advice for homeschooling parents of special needs children. And my special guest today is Terry McKee. She's an author, speaker, podcaster, and blogger who also homeschools her youngest daughter. She's married to Greg who is paralyzed and together they have four children who all have varying special needs. She's a follower of Jesus Christ. She teaches adult Sunday school and writes books to encourage Christians in their faith journey. She encourages people in the Christian faith on her blog and podcast near and in homeschooling through homeschooling one child. That's the number one, com. And she's the president and founder of IAJ ministries LLC, a Christian conference retreat and event planning organization that she's going to tell you a little bit more about today because she's got something big coming up and I'm excited to have you on on the show again Terry to um, talk about some practical stuff what I love that <laughs> Hi,
2: thank you so much for having me absolutely and yeah yeah, this yeah is I a didn't great realize interview. my bio sounded like such a mouthful <laughs>
0: Yeah. That was the first time I read through it. I know you just sent it to me and I was like, oh, this is impressive. (laughs) It's okay. God gives us a lot of varying experiences. And when we try to put them all together, it doesn't seem to always make sense. But like Terry and I were talking ahead of the show about is he brings it all together eventually. And um, maybe you as a parent are going... I don't know why I've been called the homeschool. I don't know what I'm doing in this. Is God even at work in this? Yes, he is. Um, you may not see the fruit of that for a long time. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, but yes, mm-hmm. he is at work in it. Can you share a little bit about your homeschooling background, just how that came about and, um, just how God has worked that out
2: sure. in and through your life? Well, I was a homeschooled child, um, homeschooled teenager for one year um, ah. back in the eighties when there were no co-ops and it was slightly, right. really illegal. Um, and, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> um, yeah,
2: and it was uh, did not have the best experience mm. at it because there were, there were no one there are no one around. Um, there were no communities around right to bounce ideas off of and but i learned um that year i was learning about the inner workings of the space shuttle oh and my mom said um hey the space shuttle is about to launch why don't you as part of homeschool come watch it on the television and i was like cool and um then the challenger blew up right oh, there wow. and i was like oh my gosh, this is not how this is supposed to end. Mm. That was my first, um, taste of homeschooling Wow, was in the eighties. And then my oldest son, I have four children as mm-hmm. you were saying in the bio and all that. Um, Sam is now 29 and has autism, mm-hmm. bipolar disorder, a bunch of other things. And then Jacob is married and has, um, He's 26, I think, Their age <laughs> to after a while. And, um, but he has severe ADHD. He's like a little rabbit on, you know, crack or something. I don't know. But um, and then uh, Ellie is my uh, stepdaughter, but I don't claim the step thing. But she uh-huh. has one diabetes and ADHD. Mm-hmm. And then Laura, the one I actually homeschool mm-hmm. now. Um, she has chronic migraines and dyslexia and a d h d um all the things and yeah, anxiety I mean. so but I first um Sam when he was in public school and he mm-hmm. went through public school his whole life except the last semester of his senior year, and he was getting so badly bullied Peggy oh, that yeah, um, I was just like, you know, forget this. I'm pulling you out and we, I worked with his teachers to do, um, I think they called it a medical school at home. Right. Situation. Yes. That is an option. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I, um, I homeschooled him basically at home mm-hmm. yeah. and, um, they were doing menu math where you have like all this stuff, like at a restaurant, it looks like a menu and then you have to add up the stuff. And then, you know, if you give a 20, how much is your change situation? Uh, okay. And he hated it. Hmm. He had been doing menu math for years and years and years. Oh Wow. And um, he was having behavior issues in class because of this. And I just asked, you know, I said, I asked the school, can I have a pre-algebra book? Hmm. Back then they actually had textbooks, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and they they fought me on it and they said, No, he needs to do this menu math. And I said, He is bored. That's mm. why the behaviors are coming out like this. He's right. bored. And so I finally got a um pre-algebra book. And I introduced it to him, and he thought it was like a code. He thought he had been giving uh-huh. you know, um, something to decipher. Mm-hmm. He was so intrigued by it, and his wow. mind—he has such an engineer's mind hmm. that it wasn't being um, really. He wasn't being taught, Yes or uh-huh. challenged. Right. So he thrived with that, and they—they yeah. were shocked. Hmm. And so when. My our daughter Laura, the the youngest, when she was about to start kindergarten, it was right after Sam finished high school, and I said, my husband and I was talking. I said, why don't we just homeschool her? Right. We can just we can do so much. We We can be interest led, and and we can teach her what we want to teach her. Right, we disciple as we are called to disciple mm. our children, and um so we did that all of you know one semester of her kindergarten year, and then my husband was shot and paralyzed in a mm. attempted armed robbery, and we took some really bad advice from some well-meaning friends mm. who said. You know, you can't possibly homeschool her now because you have so much on your plate. Oh. And so we said, you know, you might be right. And mm. so I hate to say it, but we pulled her out and, of homeschool and we enrolled her at the local public school. And we knew she has, had trouble with um, you know, reading. Mm. And then she had a diagnosis, a formal diagnosis of dyslexia. And so she, by the time second grade at the end of second grade rolled around, she was still in public school. And, um, we had decided because we got, we, I'm going all over the place, like one of those rabid squirrels, like, well, that's okay. I mean, that's kind of how our life works, it, though. Yeah, it,
0: it, it doesn't have this yeah perfect little step-by-step exactly. plan, and I think that's a good thing to to point out too, because yes. I think as we're we're moving forward in this conversation, we want a step-by-step plan on how to make it work. Yeah, that's not how it but works. we can't.
2: No, yeah. no, it's a lot of give and take and trying yeah. something and see if it works, and if it doesn't, fall back, pull right. something else out, mm-hmm. and but with um, with Laura. We just decided that um, when we got the her reading testing done at the end of second grade, and it showed that she was reading on a kindergarten level. Wow! And what we learned that the teacher, her second grade teacher, was bullying her
0: oh, about wow.
2: reading. Mm-hmm. And I remember being at the last IEP meeting, and um, we had already made the decision. We're pulling her out at the end of second grade. We're going to homeschool her third grade on. Mm. And um, I remember being at the IEP meeting and they said, well, we need an IEP for next year. And I said, you know, you're right, but I'm going to have the ultimate IEP. And they're like, <laughs> that sounds great. What You know, What whatever it is. I said, I'm homeschooling her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're like, oh no, you can't. You're not qualified. And I said, I, mm. I I'm her mother. Right. I am very qualified. And, um, amen. Yeah. So I just we pulled her out at the end of the school year. You know, we let her finish second grade. I mean, we weren't going to pull her out with a week to go. Yeah. And and then we started um, August first of um gave her a little summer break and Mm. we started august 1st and with like intensive reading and Mm. i would read to her and show and you know trace the words with my finger as i read to her and by the by december peggy by christmas Mm. she was reading on grade level wow and but it took intensive reading and there wasn't a real curriculum I followed, you know, people, Mm -hmm. people want this magic curriculum box, right? Right. Yes. My kid is this, or my kid has this. What's a curriculum that will fix it? And I'm here to say, there are no curriculums out there that are magic that -hmm. will fix the dyslexia in your child or that will fix the autism. Mm-hmm. it's just not they don't exist
1: right. but
2: um with laura it just took intensive one-on-one hmm. um reading to her and getting her to read back to us and hmm. you know introducing um sight words and yes just really working with her i did mm-hmm. not just put her in front of a book and say you go do right. that you know yeah and it's very labor intensive it is mm-hmm. and but we i used every trick of the trade okay i mean <laughs> I put, <laughs> I put, um grits i'm from the south we eat grits okay, okay. <laughs> so i poured grits into a cookie baking sheet okay mm-hmm. with um mm-hmm. like a little lip on the edge so that yeah. all the grits wouldn't fall off onto the floor. Right. And I would get her to, you know, write out her spelling words with her finger in mm-hmm. the grits okay. so yeah. she could see, you know, like cat. Yeah. And then she would wiggle the tray and erase it uh-huh. and then write another word. And it was um, kinesthetic learning. Yes. And it was just really intensive, but it was fun for her you know mm-hmm. she thought it was a blast shaking it you know um, oh absolutely and getting it to go away and then rewriting it mm-hmm. and we had a chalkboard um in the dining room wall our dining room was the homeschool room you know uh huh and it, we did not have we lived in a tiny little house and so at the time the dining room functioned as both the dining room and the homeschool room and the catch-all room and everything else. And, oh yeah, yep. <laughs> you know, it, but we made it work, and mm-hmm. we used um, the game Scrabble with the tiles. We just used the tiles, oh, yeah. Uh huh. Yep. And she could write, you know, spell mm-hmm. out words mm-hmm. with Scrabble tiles, right? And then ev- eventually, we moved to pencil and paper. And that's a really good point. Three times each, but it took. It was um, just really working with her and playing Mm -hmm. games with her. Um, There are lots of great games out there that reinforce reading, and you don't necessarily have to use them like the board game suggests. You know? Oh yeah, exactly. Travel tiles, but as far as like curriculum, I. I'm ashamed to say this because I'm a homeschool blogger, you know, and I have all these people sponsoring my events and all this stuff, and I love them dearly. Mm -hmm. But um, when you don't have a whole lot of money to spend on curriculum, go to eBay. Oh, That's that's what I do a lot of times when I don't have the money for curriculum, I go in there and I search for like, for example, fifth grade math book. Hmm. And I have bought her math books and science books off of eBay for like five dollars a book, and it's an actual textbook. Mm-hmm. And you know, there are many things you can do without spending three and four hundred dollars on a box curriculum. Right. Um,
0: Well, and on top of that, I mean, and we had a viewer ahead of time submit a question about recommended homeschool curriculum. And so, um, so this is, you know, one of those topics that um, we definitely um, know that our viewers want us to to talk about today. Um, But you're going to supplement anyways, you know, and, and a lot of even those more pricey curriculums don't have all the supplements you need. After a word from our sponsor, we'll dive back into this conversation.
1: This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool. Go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home.
0: So where did you go to find additional things to do to reinforce what those books that you found were um, in your student were learning? I think that is probably the bigger thing that parents need to know,
2: practically. Right. Um I made Laura a um we when she was learning about fractions. Mm-hmm. Okay. I um we had pizza one night for dinner. You know, your Friday night pizza dinner. Yeah. And it um it came from like you know Papa John's or wherever they're not sponsoring mm-hmm. this thing but whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it came but they they made a mistake in the making of that pizza that was revolutionary huh. for our homeschool and that um, I had ordered the pizza to be full. They didn't actually make a mistake, but I forgot that I had ordered it like this, uh-huh. that um, I had ordered the pizza to be covered in pepperoni, but mm-hmm. only have half with mushrooms and green peppers. Cause okay. I like that. I like the mushrooms and green peppers. No one else in my family does. Okay. So, um, <laughs> And when I opened up the box and I saw that half of the pizza was pepperoni and or green pepper and mushroom, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, pizza fractions. Ah uh, so yes. the next day I um or the next Monday, I had Laura draw a giant circle on a giant piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And I gave her um a a little drawing of a pepperoni and a drawing of a mushroom and a drawing mm. of, you know, green pepper or whatever, whatever, right. you know, topping she wanted on her pizza. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, um, we're going to divide the pizza into eights. Okay. So, so let's put, you know, half pepperoni on half the pizza mm-hmm. and then two eighths or one quarter of the pizza it's green pepper mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera, right, and she learned fractions by doing that, yeah, by making it it was fun, it was visual, mm-hmm. yeah, and she understands even today, she understands fractions because of the pizza fraction game, and yes it was and it went it it map. took you one day. It took one one day to figure out all the missing, all the moving parts of it. Right. But it it was inspired by ordering pizza. Mm -hmm. That's interesting
0: because I think we forget that every day around us are the greatest teaching opportunities. And we look past them looking for this. Magic bullet, like you said, curriculum. We think it's going to solve everything. And yet, what's around us, like your grits in the tray and, and other things, are just accessible and near us. And they aren't going to cost us anything.
2: You know, you're measuring cups in your mm. cabinet. You yeah, know, It has one cup, half cup, quarter cup, third cup. That teaches fractions right there. Right. And so, you know, it's great to have curriculum okay we you know we need curriculum to a certain degree but to Mm -hmm. supplement you know kids want it fun that's how they learn right fun hands-on and but but, i just want to reiterate that there's no magic curriculum out there Mm -hmm. to to be the end-all be-all you know I, i read it all the time what's the best curriculum for a kid who's autistic yeah. Or what's the best curriculum for X, Y, Z. And, you know, it depends so much on your in on the individual child. It does. Yes. You know, if, um, if a child learns best on a screen, you know, we're on a screen right now, mm-hmm. um, then, the best curriculum for that particular child would be, you know, online or Mm -hmm. not so much online, but like computer based.
0: Right. Yeah. If a
2: child is, if a child is can't deal with the temptation of being online, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yes. Uh Uh-huh.
2: Then Maybe being online is not a good thing to be on right Mm -hmm. Um, if a child learns best by spiral bound curriculum you know there's a slew of of things out there for that particular child yeah um it's funny laura um is now in the eighth grade Hmm. god help me and um (laughs) but she um she just kind of protested the algebra one book Hmm. just it, it, it was just so um, dull yeah. and it was so many problems that she just could not, with her little ADHD mind, she just could not focus. Right. So she took it upon herself to find an app on her phone for Algebra 1. Oh, wow. She, um, it's kind of like a game and mm-hmm. she has to do so many problems to get to the next level. Right. And if she okay. gets one wrong, she does not advance to the next level. So that's oh. how she does math is mm. on her phone and she is learning. So yeah. you know, as far as curriculum, there are so many different options and it's, there are, you know, and I would suggest um, if someone can afford it and if it's, if one is nearby you near you, to go to um, a homeschool convention, um, mm-hmm. because you can actually touch the curriculum and look at it and flip through it and think, this curriculum would work for my kid. Right. This curriculum would not. You or, know.
0: or you even as a parent teaching it, I found myself going, "There's no way I'm going to use this."
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, and you know if it's. If it is hard and does not inspire the parent to teach Mm -hmm. it. Right. Then it's not going to help or inspire the child to learn it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. That's so very true.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Those, those hands-on experiences are good or just, you know, somebody that, you know, um, showing you their curriculum. Um, but, but a lot of times too, somebody has a great experience with it and it's just, it's not for you. Um, so I think we go off a lot of things, especially in our day and age. It seems like when lots of people recommend it, you know, it gets lots of stars and reviews, then we're like, that must be the best product. Not always. (laughs) It Um, it totally
2: is child dependent and your child might love it or Mm -hmm. your child might might hate it. Right. Um, one of Laura's friends right now is doing a curriculum that she did last year and Laura hated it. And Mm. Rebecca loves it. Wow. So, and is doing well at it. And I'm like, "Mm, we're we're not going to do that for algebra and we can stick with the app because that's working. You know, if a curriculum is working, don't rock the boat. Oh yeah, exactly. (laughs) on the other side, if the curriculum is not working, no matter how much you spent on it, right. it's not working, jump ship and Mm-mm. figure something else out.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I love that you got buy-in, too, from your daughter, especially as our kids get older. Um, that I is do. so important because they, you have this like struggle of wills when your kids get older yes. And, yes. and they want to be an adult and you, we want to start giving them that ability to make more decisions. And so why yes. not in this arena too teach them how they learn and how to yes. continue learning? Um, cause they'll, I mean, she'll continue to probably find apps for other things as she gets older, because that Absolutely. seems to be a driver for her.
2: You yes. Know? And every year I ask her, you know, what would you like to study next mm-hmm. year? Right. For history and science, those are the two big ones. And when she was little, admittedly, she was like dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> and so we studied a whole year of dinosaurs, hmm. and I learned so much yeah. more than I ever <laughs> thought I'd know about dinosaurs. But, um, but this um, this year it's been a struggle. She you know, she said American history. And so, but Ah. it's been a struggle admittedly. And so she was like, Mm. you know, can I just learn about pirates right now? I'm really into a pirate phase. Can I learn about pirates? And Mm. so we went to the library and she checked out some books on pirates and she's reading that. And, um, you know, it's very much interest based, because yeah. if a child is interested, they will learn about it. They will. Yes. You, you
0: create more like mental energy to focus. Yes. And um, I know we've had many shows about that. And that's really important because if you're bored, I mean, yeah, it's it's just not going to go anywhere. So, Yeah. Yes. Great advice. So other than curriculum, what are some other practical things that you have to share? Um, let's let's just move on to the next next thing that you want to talk about. Um, sure. that probably is weighing heavy on a lot of you know parents' hearts as they either consider homeschooling or they're in the thick of it.
2: Well, especially with special needs kids. Um mm-hmm. One thing that really weighs on parents' minds is transitioning to the yes. next phase of life, especially yes. if you're, you know, like junior, senior year, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do when Tommy graduates high school or right. whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a question
0: from one of our viewers, actually. Cynthia um, M. had yes. said... How can we help students on the spectrum to get past their fears of leaving the nest or start considering secondary transition choices? So, yes, absolutely. That's a big one.
2: Well, as a parent of a child who I I went through that with him, Mm, um, mm -hmm. I have tons of advice on this. (laughs) So before the child, like a month before the child turns 18, Mm -hmm. it is very, very important that you follow your state laws because I know this goes out to ah, everybody. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: find out what your state laws are, maybe a few months before the 18th birthday and find out what you need to get legal guardianship of your child. If you feel like your child just cannot make those financial medical decisions on his or her own self. Right. Um, And you have to do that before 18, right? Before 18. And Mm -hmm. like you go on, it has to be like we, when Sam was about to turn 18, I gathered up all the paperwork like a month before I gathered Mm -hmm. up evaluations, IEP, um, IEP stuff, um, like school evaluations,
0: et cetera. Right. Yeah. So one of the things my my parents did too. I've, I have 10 adopted siblings and they've had mm-hmm. guardianship for quite a few of them is they were told like long ago, way before the processes started for those that had be- more abilities. I mean, I had yes. some siblings that were wheelchair bound, pretty evident these, right. but then um, they said, they were told by social workers, document everything, even though it's totally ridiculous, free. document it, because it shows their inability to make good decisions. Um right. and, and that is helpful in the long run. You hate documenting stuff like that. Yes. But for that type of transition and to get that um, type of custody,
2: you, you need that um, evidence there. Right. And if a child has like um, a cognitive delay where – like for autism, you know, there are multiple mm-hmm. different levels on the spectrum. Right. Mm-hmm. And because that's why it's called a spectrum. Yeah. But for your more severe cases where there's cognitive delay to the point that the child has a problem with making medical and financial decisions, right? Then you're going to want to be the legal guardian. Mm-hmm. And this does a couple of things. This protects the child from harm, yes. um, financial and medical harm, and gives you access to that child's records, both mm-hmm. financial and medical, etc. cetera. Um, otherwise you can't even go and see the doctor or make an appointment on that child's behalf. Yes. Yeah. Um, you just, you can't. Um, you can't make financial choices for that child because Mm -hmm. legally that child's an adult at 18. Yeah. So you want to go in like on the 18th birthday, actually file for guardianship. Hmm. But again, that depends on the state. Yes. Part of that process that was really hurtful to me personally as the mom was that we had to have Sam declared incompetent. Hmm. And while that stung greatly, like, you know, we've spent 18 years trying to help this child be competent. Right. And now we're going to declare him incompetent. But Hmm. this is one of those times a label is hurtfully necessary Mm. in order to have a common good. Yeah. Yeah. So don't let it hurt too much, you Mm -hmm. know, because it court with the courts, you have to do that. Yes. Um, We, um, we kept that word on the down low with our son who would ask, you know, what's in, what does incompetent mean? Mm. And I was like, um, okay. (laughs) Um, It means that, I'm going to have to help you make certain decisions on your own or with you. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you're not smart. It just means for the court, um, you need more help to make certain decisions.
0: Right. That's That's what it means. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: But then after that, when you have that legal guardianship, you can, and when the child turns 18, you can file for um, things like SSI. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, and it really depends on the state. I mean, yeah. and with um, Medicaid and all this, when you get SSI, in a lot of states, you automatically get Medicaid.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and that is good for, you know, that's your insurance. That's the insurance for the child. Right, it has mm-hmm. doesn't really have a bearing on income at that point after eighteen because right. then the child's an adult; they they're have middle, no income, yes. and mm-hmm. they're getting Medicaid because of the disability that they have.
0: Right, mm-hmm. um,
2: and as far as transitioning, you know, you have some decisions to make whether or mm-hmm. not the child is going to live with you at home. Right. Um. Or get in an apartment or housing elsewhere mm-hmm. or a group home. That's another option yeah. or supported living. Yeah. And it depends on one, the child's needs yes. and what you want to do as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and what the availability of those options in your state and in mm-hmm. your
0: area. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
2: And when Sam, I can't remember how old he was because I'm getting old myself and things like that. (laughs) But in in 2015, um, it was not working having Sam live with us Mm. for many different reasons. Um, And he wanted to have his own place and whatnot. And um, we decided to go the group home route and we put him we found a group home that had an opening, which should have been our first clue. Mm-hmm. And um it he was there for exactly one year. Hmm. Um it for us and him, it was not a good fit. Hmm. That particular group home. Now I'm I'm not saying that all group homes are bad. Right. There are some that are wonderful and if there's a need there and your child is thriving. Right by all means, that is a possibility. Mm -hmm. But there, what I'm saying is there are many different possibilities. And you have to find the one that fits him. Now, in 2000, in the height of the pandemic, of all things, you know, we decided he was still living with us after the group home incident. And he wanted his own place. Hmm. Focus on his own place. Right. And, so we found this um, apartment complex that caters to the elderly and disabled. Oh, and um, he got his own apartment own one bedroom apartment. And it was sliding scale income based Hmm. um, facilitated by HUD. And every year we have to, you know, he has to get recertified and all this, but he is at the point of, that he is capable of maintaining that, maintaining that apartment himself. Oh, that's awesome. Um, him and his cat. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, which it, it's good that he has an animal, a cat um, mm. because he it gives him a purpose to get up in the morning and to take, take care of her. Yeah. And it's good for her, for him. And, She could honestly be a service cat if cats could (laughs) lower themselves enough to be a (laughs) service cat, you know, but, um, it's, it's become a very good thing. But when we found out he was, um, when he told us, I want to move out, Mm -hmm. help me find a place. And we started, you know, looking for a, a suitable housing complex. Yeah. It was at that moment that I beefed up how much, how many, um, getting my words all convoluted. Um, I increased the life skills training with him. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. So when you have a child that you are even thinking about transitioning into the, out of your home Mm -hmm. and like on their own, in whatever capacity, right? You're going to want to really beef up life skills, and
0: absolutely. That's not
2: just you know for special needs kids. Okay, no, it's for every child. For every. <laughs>
0: they all need to know how to clean their bathrooms, do their laundry, cook for themselves. You know all those yes. those
2: things. Yes. I mean, yep. homeschool is the word "home" is in that for a reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we're we're not teaching the kids no matter if they're typically developing or special or whatever, have special needs. We want them to learn how to be comp, you know, comp, blah, competitive. That's not the right word. Um <laughs> Sometimes it is, yeah. but we want them to be competent adults Yeah. in society. And, mm-hmm. and that means they need to learn how to clean a toilet. You right. know, and mm-hmm. and that means that they need to know how to cook properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have Sam in the kitchen with me, just like I have Laura in the kitchen with me, right. learning how to cook eggs, learning how to make this, make that. Mm-hmm. And Sam is um, he's not a bad cook. He's not a great cook, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he he eats. And he's well fed, yeah. but he um, but he's in charge of that, right? And yes. so, yeah.
0: And I think when, that that answers you know Cynthia's question too. She was talking about her student having fears, and I think when you do yes. plan and you you teach to what they need, those fears tend to dissipate because they realize they have the skills to then go to the grocery store. I remember you know taking my kids and you know being their first time you know being in charge of that or their Mm -hmm. first time and you know planning a meal and you know some of those bigger things and realizing they can do it then the fears disappear because all of a sudden you've got over that hurdle and there's so many hurdles that have to be gotten over in that time period right and so so really yeah coming alongside and doing those things with them is so important
2: yes the more you talk about it and it walk you know, talk those, e- talk about each step that is right, mm-hmm. and train your child. Um, then that will, that knowledge will alleviate those fears. Right. And it, it really
0: does. Mm-hmm. And then they always know that they have you as a fallback too. You know, Absolutely. that's so important. And that homeschooling, again, it, it helps tighten that relationship. And mm-hmm. um, and your kids know, hey, if I have a question, I can always text mom. <laughs> yes. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Sam is not afraid to call me and say, Hey, I need to do this. I need to go grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to do that. This, Hey, I have this issue medically, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, he's, he knows who to call and who can help him. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. That's so important. With also lastly on this question, um, you know, there might be services within your state that are helpful. Exactly. um, Such as like one-on-one community support, supported living supports. Mm -hmm. And you, you don't know what you don't know until you ask. Yeah. Um, so just the best thing to do really Mm -hmm. is Google your area and like, um, special needs supports yeah for for adults mm-hmm. yeah. and um f- see what's out there right
0: yeah there's there's like disability services but then there are private organizations um there's christian organizations um yes. there's you know groups there there's a variety of different things out there but like you said it, where you like move from one community to another, you move from the homeschool community into this disability community. And, yes. um, and it, it takes a little while because you, wow. you have to learn the ropes of what, what is available and how you can get busing. And, yes. you know, like you said, the, the supported living and uh, all those different things and what works and Absolutely. sometimes it's trial and error.
2: <laughs> so, and just yeah. like curriculum, you know, if one thing doesn't work, don't be afraid to stop it and do something else.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So true. Yeah. So I would like to approach to the practical for the parent. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, we, we think so much about our kids, but practically we got to survive this (laughs) as well. Um, And homeschooling is hard. It is just a hard thing when you've got a child that struggles, you probably Mm -hmm. most of us have multiple children that struggle, not just one that just comes with the territory often um and Absolutely. so so how what what advice do you have um for parents who find themselves in that spot
2: um do not count showering as self-care it, it is
0: not no exactly it is
2: not. <laughs> that's a necessity don't, don't do that <laughs> don't do that to yourself um shower <laughs> but don't count it as your self-care right but um you need to really find someone who knows your child, who's comfortable around your child to step in and help take care of that child, whether it's your spouse. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, um, the mom is the brunt of the caregiving. Yeah. It's just the way it is. And, but make sure that your husband knows that, If this happens, this medication has to be administered. If this happens, then this. know, you're a team. You're partners. Mm -hmm. Um, But make sure that you both know those things, Mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to ask and say, you know what, I could really use a night by myself in a hotel room, just by myself, me and the clicker and the the TV remote and a hot (laughs) bath and a massage and whatnot. Mm -hmm. and do it you know if uh, i keep going back to that um oxygen mask Mm -hmm. that we've all heard Mm -hmm. you know that the first thing you you fly on an airplane the first thing the flight attendant says is you put the oxygen mask on yourself and then on your child Mm -hmm. because if you put your child first that child cannot put your (laughs) oxygen mask on you right So it's important to take care of you, whether Mm -hmm. that's like, I like to get up earlier than my daughter. Um, I help get my husband off to work and I go feed my chickens and I, my cats, and then I settle in and I have my time with my coffee and my Bible and my little word game on my phone. (laughs) And uh, that's my time to ease mm-hmm. into the day yeah and if i did not have that if i just have got up and immediately started doing all the things
0: oh yeah you cannot do I that
2: can. <laughs> your day just it starts
0: out bad right right from yes. the start
2: yeah absolutely and mm-hmm. if you're not a morning person if you want to stay up late you know wait till everybody goes to bed right
0: and then Have at least you're time. thinking on those things, you know, the good stuff as you go to sleep, too. Yes. You've got the scripture in your head. You've got, yes, all of
2: that. Yes. And um, just as much as we want to make our, you know, kids be the end all, be all of our lives,
0: mm-hmm. it's
2: putting them on a, that's making idols of them. Yeah. That's okay. very good. We if we cannot really do that. Mm-hmm. We have to put Jesus first. Yes. And mm-hmm. then our husbands and then our children. Yes. Because if mm-hmm. we don't have, if we're married, and if we don't have that top two spot reserved mm-hmm. for our husband, and we mm-hmm. put our children there. Yeah. That marriage will not last or it will not be strong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have to have a united front. And I'm speaking, um, my two boys, they're from my first marriage. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I put them first because my my husband at the time was like a child himself. Mm -hmm. And he was not a father figure at all. He was Mm -hmm. abusive. But... My husband now, I'd say now, like I'm going to have another one, but no. Right <laughs> now, my husband now. Um, he and I are tight. He and I are mm. like God, then each other, and then our children. And yeah. it's, we need that. We need that um, partnership. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And you're
0: living out an example that you want them to follow.
2: Absolutely. Oftentimes
0: we find ourselves living on an example that we don't want our kids to follow. We don't even think about it because we're in Absolutely. survival mode. And instead of being proactive about how we want to live in front of them and in front of God as well. Um, yes. and, and we got to step back and we have to think about that. Right. How am I living? Am I living a way that I, I would be happy to see my child living? in the future, because guess what? They're going to follow what you do more so than what you say.
2: (laughs) You know, you said the key words is survival mode. And so many times, especially as parents, we are living in survival mode. We are living from one chaotic moment to another. Mm. And Mm -hmm. we can't catch our breath because there's another thing to happen. And, but we're um, letting that chaos lead us too, which it doesn't yes. have to. That is a choice. Right. That's a choice. And a lot of times we don't have systems in place in our homes. Yes. To mm-hmm. deal with those things. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, um, Sam, when he was younger, he would often wet the bed, like even as a teenager. Oh, yeah. And I it's just, <laughs> I know, part and parcel Art. of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he continued to wet the bed when I was the one stripping the bed, mm-hmm. and I was the one dealing with the laundry and all this. And then one one day, I had I had had enough. It was one of those <laughs> mom's god mom, mom, psycho moments, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I said, "You strip the bed. You mm-hmm. put it in the washing machine." You deal with this. Right. And he did it. And suddenly he didn't pee that night. Uh-huh. And when I, when I said, I'm not doing this anymore, I, mm-hmm. I have reached a wall. I, I give up. Cause right. hey, it was like every single night for right. months. And, and a lot I'm of like, times it is a choice. And for, right. I know a
0: lot of our kids on the spectrum, it's what's comfortable. Well, not right. getting up in the middle of the night is comfortable. And especially yes. since I don't have to pay the price in the morning either. <laughs> right. But yes, you, so, you pass the pain along. and That always was a, a a quote of mine. I'm passing along the pain.
2: <laughs> yes. And <laughs> yes. Now I would ask him, you know, what can you do to not pee in the bed? Mm-hmm. And he would say, right. well, not drink something at nine o'clock at night, I was like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, yeah, there we go. (laughs) But I I would get him to think about these things and Mm -hmm. think about his actions. Right. But it, it stopped a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I know there are some kids out there that medically speaking things happen. just, yeah. Mm -hmm. And medically speaking, I know that there are some kids who just physically cannot do that. Right. I get Mm -hmm. that. But as a mom and or dad, um, we need to make systems in our homes to deal with that, so the chaos doesn't reign supreme in our yeah. homes. Yes, and if that's that true. means, like in the morning, getting dinner going in the crock pot in the slow cooker, yeah, mm-hmm. you know that's a system, right? Because then you don't have to think about
0: it. You don't have all not that to extra think about time. The chaos. Yeah, and exactly.
2: I don't know about you, but when I had littles in the house, it was like between five and seven o'clock at night, they went crazy. Oh yeah, (laughs) we used to call it the witching hour, but Mm -hmm. it was two hours of just—they were hungry, they were tired, they were frustrated, and all this—and right, it got to the point where I, I just had to give up. But in that giving up and giving that to the Lord, Mm -hmm. and Him saying. Put systems in place. Mm. You know, he when he created when, in the week of creation, when he created the earth and everything in it, it was very methodical. Yes, and he would make he made the the sun and the moon before he made you know the plants that would need the sun to grow. Right. Exactly, and so yes. it was very methodical, very system oriented.
0: Mm-hmm. That
2: every day of creation. Um supported the next day's events yes, and, so, and it goes back to scripture,
0: you know that we we have to do we have to deal with what's today, not absolutely the, you know, and we we spend so much time with the fear and building up in mm-hmm. that do what you can today. Put the system in place that you can today. And then tomorrow deal with what's tomorrow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it'll all, it'll all work out. Yes. Absolutely. So, Jerry, you have shared some amazing practical advice. And I'm sure we could talk for hours, but you have an event coming up that's going to share two (laughs) days of practical advice um, for parents Mm -hmm. who are homeschooling special needs kids. And I want you to talk about that before we we break off our conversation. Absolutely,
2: Peggy. I do appreciate that. Yeah. Um I have a heart, as you can tell, for mm. parents and families and kids w- who have special needs, um, as a special needs mom, special needs wife, et cetera. And the Lord has really led me to create the Homeschooling Special Needs Expo. Yeah, And it's going to be held June 28th and 29th of this year, 2024. Yeah, It's in Shelby, North Carolina, which is outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And it's two days worth of deep diving into special needs, everything. Yeah, Um, We have over 50 speaker, 50 sessions from over 30 speakers, over Mm -hmm. 25 special needs specific exhibitors, which I'm so excited about. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a sensory room when if kids come and um, they're just need a sensory break they can go in there and take it take some moments mm-hmm. but that sensory room also gives parents the opportunity to check out sensory products and
0: uh, um, very if cool. they
2: if and to learn you know oftentimes we we hear about sensory items and sensory products right and we don't not, know if it's going to work or not we don't know if it's going to work yeah. we don't know what it's about mm-hmm. um but this gives you hands-on um, a way to h- hands on f- look at them, touch them, talk with the people that are coming, um, funded and function and sponsoring that, and they oh, will be cool. there on site yeah. to talk about sensory rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a church track, which I'm so excited about. Yeah, um, you know, Peggy, oftentimes going to church as a special needs family is almost it's impossible, it's, it's right, so difficult, mm-hmm. but this church track. Will teach churches how to minister to uh special needs families
0: mm-hmm. and
2: but the and I'm really excited about that part too I'm excited about all this mm-hmm. but um the the big name um that I'm very excited about bringing here to the expo is Dr. Temple Grandin herself uh will be in person at the event get, uh, delivering the capstone keynote on Saturday night. And then afterwards um, we'll have a VIP Temple Grandin experience where people can, um, it's a ticketed event, it's an extra mm-hmm. event, but um, people actually get to meet her, shake her hand, um, get books autographed from her and meet her. And mm-hmm. it's, um, we're limiting the number of those tickets. So as to not overwhelm Dr. Grandin, mm-hmm. um, or the other, or the parents. Um, But it's going to be an amazing event and it's just $79 for both days. And um, you will not find um, more special needs in any other homeschool conference. Right. Um, it yes, is, um, and if you
0: you got our eblast yesterday announcing this show, you actually got a code for a major discount off of that too. Yes. Um, so if you're not on our email list, you might want to be because I think we'll probably send out another one of, at, at some point. So I'll be watching awesome. for that. Um, but that'll be coming up soon because um, I think what what is it May or April first is the early birdage cuts off. Right. That's right. And so then yes. the price is going to go up. So if you want yes. tickets, you're going to want them sooner instead
2: of later absolutely and yeah. it's um i think it's going to sell out pretty quickly so you know the the quicker you get on board and get your ticket one it'll be cheaper and two you actually get a ticket
0: right. um and if you and want get to that, meet in
2: person a lot of people who
0: have been yes on my show. <laughs> yes and quite a few yeah so the big
2: big ones that everybody loves so just yes. know that too yeah um and it's sponsored by so many different people. Um, Sped Homeschool home school. Yes. is the platinum sponsor, um, which I'm so happy about. And you know, um, Johnny and Friends is sponsoring, mm-hmm. which is huge. And um, Apologia, and I'm not going to forget somebody, but um, IEW, and just a bunch of different ones. Amy uh, Bodkin Consulting is another mm-hmm. gold sponsor, mm-hmm. and. Just people that have been on this program and like you were saying, and who have given, you know, poured their lives work into helping families who have special needs, they will be in person speaking and um, a lot of them will be exhibiting. So you can actually go and talk to them them. and pick their brains. Mm -hmm. So it's it's going to be a fantastic event. Mm hmm. Well, I'm
0: excited. And, I'm excited to head to North Carolina and um, join you for that event. And I'm looking forward to seeing lots of people there that um, in yes. person. It's been a while, so yeah. Well, thank you for putting that together and oh, my, um, my and my so job. so they can go to um, IAJministries.org. dot org. Is that
2: correct? Yes. Yeah, to that's to right. Find and that? just go to events, the events <laughs> tab, and just scroll down, mm-hmm. and you can see that in. If you um there are multiple different tabs under the events, but if you um you know you could look at the schedule, you can look at um all the sessions, all the speakers, the sponsors, etc. Mm-hmm. And I'm constantly, constantly updating that <laughs> website. But um it's it's gonna it has some great information on it. Um I'm actually working on the program now, which the program wow. alone will have information in it about special needs. It's not just going to be um, a map and speakers and all this stuff. It's going to be, it's going to have some meat to it. So you can only get that if you go to the conference. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Wonderful, and so iaj Ministries.org is your your main website, and then you have two other websites, um, and those you yeah, found busy. on that one. You've got the <laughs> homeschooling one child, and if you're listening on the podcast, it's homeschooling the number one child dot mm-hmm. com. Um, and what can people find there? Um,
2: there, I focus on. Um, homeschooling singletons because that's what I do and yes. also homeschooling mm-hmm. um, kids with special needs because children learn differently whether it's one child or multiple right. and so we all if we have one child or 15 children um, they all learn individually yes. and yes. so exactly. we we still homeschool one child and we so do that's, yes that's one at a time that's <laughs> my hope <laughs> And so you can find a lot of information there on a multiple different, um, of resources. I have resources there. I have all my books on that, on my store there. Um, I've written a book on, um, being overwhelmed as a homeschool Mm -hmm. mom, homeschool parent. So you might want to check that out. And, um, I'm currently Peggy writing a book about my son's journey Ah. And, um, uh, that is called my son, Sam, uh, valleys mm. and victories in autism.
0: Wow.
2: And so I'm currently writing that book for the conference. Oh, cool. Very
0: yeah. neat. So that's exciting. And then you got another website called NearYourAltar.com And Near that's where your, your podcast is? is.
2: Um, yeah, my homeschooling one child, it has my podcast. Oh, okay. All um, right. I've, toyed with the idea of having a podcast for near your altar, but I, I need to focus on some other things first. um, (laughs) You're busy. (laughs) lady. Near your altar is my Christian encouragement um, website and blog. And that's um, if you're a Christian and you just need encouragement on how to live a more godly life and where you're near God's altar Mm -hmm. in your life, that's the place for you. Awesome. Well, lots of great resources.
0: I'm going to put those all in the show notes, um, along with the direct link information for the event so that um, you can get all that information looking in the show notes, whether it's on YouTube or on the podcast. Um, And then you don't have to try to type in that URL. (laughs) You can just click it. Um, We'll get you there. So, well, thank you, Terry, so much for this conversation. Practical advice is so important. Um, And and just knowing how do I survive today? And um, you've you've added a lot of wisdom to that. So thank you so much for this conversation. It has been very good. Um, Yeah. And I look forward to seeing you in person in June. Um and, give a <laughs> and, yes exactly so terry and i met years ago at another yeah. conference and we actually ended up being partnered up which was it we didn't had no idea where god was going to take our futures at that point um, right. but so glad that our paths continue to cross so mm-hmm. um so that's exciting but thank you again for being on the show though and for sharing yes, thank you us. Peggy for having me Absolutely. Well, next week um, we are going to talk about the intimate connection between mental health and learning disabilities. Mm. And so you're going to want to be back for that conversation. Um, and we'll be here at the same time, same place. And so thank you for those of you that popped on with us live or um, downloaded the podcast, watched on YouTube. I know we were in a lot of different places all the time. So, <laughs> um, cause we know that you have crazy lives and um, we want to make sure you get the information that you need need. However, that's easy, easily digestible for you. So um, so thanks for joining us. And Terry, um, I'm super excited about your event. Can't wait. Can't wait to see what God does with that. And um, can't wait for all of you to join us there. So yes. bye, everybody. And we'll see you again next week. And God bless. take just a second to thank the team at life audio for their partnership with us on this podcast if you go to lifeaudio.com you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network they've got shows about prayer bible study parenting and more
1: this has been empowering homeschool conversations with peggy ployer do you want to better understand the bible and get biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith